Welcome to the Live From Rest podcast, episode 15. I am Steve Smith, your host and the author of the Live From Rest app. Each week in this podcast, we take time to explore the ancient art of being. We host conversations, short talks and reflections about how we can live from rest in a world full of busyness and distraction. We created the Live From Rest app because we needed it, and we think you might need it too. So if you haven't done so already, do make sure that you go to the App Store or to Play Store and download it today. Discover meditation rooted in the way of Jesus and a life of peace with freedom from anxiety, worry and strife. Today I am with my son Joshua. Hello Joshua. Hey guys. We have met up today in Birmingham for some time together and uh, we decided to do a podcast. So for the sound buffs amongst you, I'm afraid we are using an iPhone today rather than um, one of the fancy mics that we usually use. So I do apologize for the poorer quality than usual, but I hope you won't mind. Anyway, we were chatting, weren't we, Josh, over mm. over breakfast this morning, and um, the subject of Dallas Woolard came up. Tell me, tell us about the, the what you told me about Dallas. Yeah, um, Dallas Woolard was once asked if you could describe Jesus with one word, how would you describe him? Having read the Gospels over and over again, having studied his life, having practiced his ways, and Willard replied with the word "relax." <laughs> And um, I would have sort of thought the, the, the first words that come to mind are ones of kind of majesty and, you know, words that sort of declare who he is and his sovereignty. And But that word encapsulates everything that I think Jesus's ministry was about, um, yeah. you know, the unforced rhythms of grace. And it's, just a, it's a real challenge and a real inspiration to think that's the life that we're called into. Yeah. And I think that word fits. I was, I've, I've been thinking about that. And I think there's lots of other words that you can use to describe Jesus. Um, but relaxed actually fits. As you say, those other words do fit under that banner. And I was um, reflecting on what word would we use for ourselves? Um, how, how, what word we, would we use for most of the people that we see around us? And, and I thought frantic. Mm. Or what else? Stressed out, <laughs> worried, busy. Yeah. So we we were on a train today, and I saw we were there was this there was a crowded train, and I was watching this man playing on his phone, and I my head was spinning really just watching the game that he was playing. I could not seriously believe the speed with which he was playing, and I could see his screen, and it was just you couldn't believe the speed of the action on the speed on, on the screen. The, that was mind blowing in itself. That reminded me of being on an underground train not long ago. And I mm. saw this young lady who was on her phone. I was just sitting by her. I couldn't help see what, but see what she was doing. And she was, she was visibly stressed <laughs> because mm. she was flicking from Facebook to Instagram to WhatsApp to checking her email or I don't know what she was doing, checking the, the, the problem being that she was under London underground. There was no internet. Yeah. 
I just thought, how many, how many people are, are living their lives at such high speed, such high stress? If you go on talking about train journeys, if you go on a train, how many people are actually not on their phone? Yeah. Quite not very many. Yeah. Yeah. It's this, it's this kind of insatiable appetite that we have. And I've definitely experienced this appetite to be connected, mm. to be connected to the, to your data and to the, to the web so that you can then interact with what's going on around you in these digital worlds that we live in. And when we're not connected, we feel almost less alive because our lives are primarily lived throughout our screens. Yeah. So the desire to be connected to Instagram or Facebook is a desire to be alive, to, yeah. to feel like you have a place in the world to feel like you have relationships, to feel like you have a voice. Absolutely. So when you lose data, you feel like you lose your life and you, you lose your place in the world. Absolutely. That reminds me of, of uh, what's important for a place that you're going to stay at, like if you're on an Airbnb. And I know that one of the most important qualities of a, of a place to stay is not whether it's got good lighting, good heating, good good walks nearby. I think Wi-Fi, having yeah. Wi-Fi, whether or not you've got yeah. Wi-Fi is, is what most people count as, as, a, as a, a necessity yeah. for somewhere that they're going to stay, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you've got to be connected. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I, I think actually Jesus talks about it very specifically. He uses different language. But in John 15, which is, you know, the, the eve almost of his, of his death, it's, it's the final, John's kind of capturing the final moments that he has speaking to his disciples. It's these incredible chapters where he's giving them really a manifesto of how to live in his absence. Mm -hmm. They're walking through, I read a couple of commentaries saying they were, they were perhaps walking through a vineyard at the time and Jesus stopped to teach them. And he, he says to them, I am the true vine. And yeah. the, the idea of him standing in front of all these, these different, these trees, um, and then commenting and saying, I am the true vine. Um, and then calling us as his disciples to remain connected to the true, to the true vine, because there's lots of vines. Mm. There's lots of different ways of being connected. There's lots of different elements onto which we can connect and abide with. But Jesus is saying only to me, uh, I want you to connect because my father is the vine dresser and he comes to the vine and he prunes the vine where there's fruit so that it would bear more fruit. And he's creating this beautiful image again of the garden, you know, mm -hmm. of, of the father walking with humanity in the garden in this uninterrupted, undisconnected relationship together, the gardener who is our father. And um, that that's a really powerful image for us today because effectively what Jesus is saying is stay connected, but yep. stay connected to the source. I, I have a rhythm now, I'm actually in it, Right, right, as we're speaking, where I just every year, a couple of times a year, I'll just log off social media for a couple of months. And my, my life is primarily, my work is focused around social media. It's where I do most of my promotion. It's where mm -hmm. I do most of my, the sharing of my art. So I'm very grateful for social media. I'm able to reach thousands of people around the world that I wouldn't have been able to otherwise. But I also notice within me the, the, the appetite and the habitual relationship that's created to be connected on social media. So a couple of times a year, I'll just take time off it, a couple months, just to reset, recalibrate, just take focus again. And um, what, I, what I've noticed is every time I do it, my phone battery <laughs> lasts a lot longer. Yeah. So when I come off social media, it'll get towards the end of the day and my phone's still charged up. When I'm on it, it gets drained so quickly. And I think there's a spiritual principle in there because my desire to be connected drains. Mm. 
Yes. My desire to be connected to to surface elements, surface relationships, surface interactions drains. Yeah. It's only when my phone is connected to the source, to the mains of the wall, that it actually gets charged up. And I use that as an image, a metaphor of my life. You know, how often is it that I, I, I plug into the wall for five minutes, right? Mm -hmm. Hoping that it can just boost the battery of my soul so that I can go about the day um, you know, connecting with people and connecting with ambition and ego, whatever you want to call it, desires that I have. Um, and it creates this exhausted way of living because you're running on fumes. Mm -hmm. So what Jesus is saying in John 15 is he's saying, abide in me. And this word abide has a, it has a level of obedience to it. It's saying, remain in this place of connection, mm -hmm. in this connection to the source who is the Father. Jesus said, I didn't do anything my whole time on earth. I did nothing apart from the Father. Yeah. It was all in abiding with the Father, everything I did and said. So it's this, it's this manifesto, this charge to us to say, what does it look like to live a life that is connected to the source? Yep. I think that frantic nature that you talked about will slowly subside. I, I, I can testify actually to it. Yeah. I can feel a deeper well of peace within me. And, and the problems haven't necessarily gone. It's interesting, isn't it? How you can have these problems in your life that we all go through, but they're highlighted and they're magnified by our lack of depth in mm -hmm. connection with God. When you have that depth and connection with God, when you take time to meditate, when you take time to pray, mm. when you take time to be still before Him, the problems don't magically disappear, but the well becomes deeper and the capacity that you have to approach them becomes wider. The well becomes deeper, but actually also you come, you come at your issues with a different perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you... Yeah, when you spend time with God and you meditate on who he is and you meditate on eternity, then these light and momentary troubles that yeah. we have are yeah. as nothing yeah. compared to the glory that awaits. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just a final thought on the John 15 scripture. He, he says that the vine dresser, the gardener, when approaching the vine, if he sees fruit, he prunes it back. Yeah. And so a challenge I've had in my life is if I'm not connected to the source, if I'm not connected to God, yeah. if I'm, if I'm not taking time to find my, 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 myself in him, the fruit in my life, I will take credit for and I will do everything I can to maintain and uphold. When, if you have a rhythm and a lifestyle of being abiding in prayer and meditation and solitude with Christ, when you see good things happening in your life, mm -hmm. you won't be afraid. You won't be frantic if there's a dip. Mm -hmm. You won't, you won't feel panicked if, you know, your sales aren't as good as they were next, mm -hmm. last month, this month, if, or if you don't get that promotion because you know you're abiding in a whole different reality, in a different sphere, in the kingdom yeah. where less sometimes is, is more. Right. Where, where there's lack in your life, sometimes it's because God is stripping back so that he can produce more. Mm -hmm. And that kind of spiritual framework is absent unless you have a discipline in abiding with Jesus and waking up in the morning. And this is this is a, this is an encouragement to everyone listening. Please do this. If you want to do one change tomorrow, charge your phones downstairs, not yeah. near your bedroom. And if you don't start work until nine o'clock, or if you don't have to leave the house until 8 a.m. for work, don't look at your phone until that time. Mm -hmm. Billions of human beings have been able to do that for centuries. 
They haven't needed their phone before, mm. you know, a certain time of the day. Wake up and have some original thinking. Have some prayer. Have some time with your own thoughts and with with the with the thoughts of God before you get ambushed with. And this is this is true. Every single minute, five hundred thousand statuses are updated. Mm. One hundred thirty-six thousand photos are uploaded. Wow. That's happening Scary. every minute. So get some time in the morning and in the night to reset, recalibrate, and connect to the mains. Yeah. Josh, just um, say what you said to me about how, where your, where your finger went, where your thumb went after you had deleted. Yeah, I deleted Instagram and I kept opening my phone and automatically my finger would go to the top right-hand side of my <laughs> screen because that's where Instagram was. So now I've replaced it with my notes. Oh, well done. So when I click on the notes, it's an encouragement to write and to process and reflect. There you go. You said one final thought. Actually, this is a long side what you were saying when we abide in jesus when we abide in the vine what does he actually promise mm. he promises and you will bear much fruit yeah and, yeah. Uh, and that's a challenge isn't it it really is because so much of our lives is focused on what we're going to achieve and then and to achieve we focus on what we're going to do yeah jesus says abide in me rest in me and then you will bear fruit and so what does the branch actually do to bear fruit well it just sits it mm -hmm. just sits there grafted into the true vine and allows the sap to come through it yeah and then the fruit will be born that doesn't mean we don't have to do anything but we but we whatever we do we do out of a place of abiding and yeah as you say um there will be times of pruning as well which is a good sign, even though it may just it may alarm us that the fruit may dip, as you were saying. Yeah, it's a great challenge. Yeah, there's a great teacher, uh, Pete Scazzario, who um, teaches a lot in spiritual disciplines, and he says one way to just bring it into your life is to create daily deserts. Mm -hmm. Jesus went out to the wilderness to meet with God. He says, even in the busiest of schedules, set an alarm on your phone at nine a.m., twelve, and six, and a little alarm goes off at three points throughout the day. Take it as a moment to abide, to yeah. pray at your desk. Um, maybe it's around the kids. Maybe it's, you know, going for a walk, whatever you're doing. It's a space of nothingness sure. amongst amongst the busyness that you can have with God to put everything else into context and everything yeah. else in its place. Yeah, we, we've been talking about the dangers of phones in a way, but that, but that's one great thing you can do with your phone is set an alarm. Set set alarms for, 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 for various disciplines, like you were yeah. saying, for a time of stillness time of desert actually one one alarm that i've got that goes off my phone at 6 6 p.m every night is is gratitude so a few weeks ago we were talking about gratitude is a path to joy and i don't know how many of you are practicing gratitude i so encourage it i'm, I'm using an alarm just to remind me to take a few moments mm -hmm. to be grateful but also yeah let's, let's use our alarms to help us to be still yeah absolutely well, that's that's good for now. Thank you so much for listening. I do hope that you are familiar with our app, Live From Rest. If you haven't downloaded it, please do. It is um, a great resource for abiding in, in God. And uh, one, one little tip for people that are already using it that they, you may not have thought of is, is that quite often I know people are listening to timed meditations. Why not just time your meditation for one or two minutes or even five minutes, maybe 10 minutes longer than the time of meditation. So have a time of, of concentrating on, on, the, on the passage that you're meditating on 
And then just have a period of five minutes or more simply being still. So thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We, we love doing this and we look forward to being with you again soon. Thank you very much and thank you, Josh, for being with me. Pleasure. Bye for now. Bye-bye.